the Eric St. Joe podcast, where I think my mic is already acting up. First words out of my mouth. Can you believe that? Ah, that's embarrassing. Uh, welcome into the Eric St. Joe podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. Um, thank you so much for being here on what is an absolutely chock full of uh, interesting things type of day. First of all, uh, I'm going to be on the radio all this week on the world famous Big 101.3. The fun hits you know. The fun hits you know. Some of those songs aren't really fun. They're just sad, you know? I mean, there's some real, like, wait a minute. Uh, uh, Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin is not fun. That's, like, depressing as shit. Mike issues. Yeah, things are acting up in this in this studio today, to be sure. Uh, I'm not pleased. I might have to actually go back to the old school bashing my fist against the microphone processor. But, uh, all right. Okay, we're going to do it. Fuck it! Fuck it! There we go. That's all it took. You know? Occasionally. (laughs) Occasionally, you just got to put your fist down. The gentle approach obviously wasn't working. Oh, yeah, it'll it'll be fine. And, uh, well, I mean, I had, to, I had to smack the shit out of it. It just goes to show you. It scared the hell out of Daisy. It just goes to show you that people say that violence doesn't help anything is, uh, is bullshit. All right. Yep. Hang on. I'm going to go back to it. Fuck it! There we go. There we go. Kenny's like, I love it. I I love it when he does it, man. It's the expletives while hitting it. (laughs) All right. Oh, my God. So, uh, welcome in. Hope you all are doing okay. The Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio is where this show originates at each and every day of the work week. Um, okay. I have a, just so much ground to cover. There's, I mean, uh, there are Facebook videos of your old pal, Eric Zane, that I'm going to share momentarily. Um, in fact, I'll start with the day on Saturday because I'm like, okay, I get up ready to go. And, uh, I'm going to, honestly, the plan was go and get some painting done. First thing I had to do was um, take care of, you know, because it's getting warm out and I've already, uh, weeds are growing out of control. I got to spray the fucking weeds and then I'm going to go and I'm going to get after the painting before the big sorority dad's day. Because um, well, what is going on is uh, Madison sorority. It's like a sorority dad's day. And I'm like, 
Okay, so all right, I'll, I'm I'm all about it. I I want to be the dad to support. Okay, and um, so I go down and uh, I'm doing my thing, and uh, I happen to wander into this area of the house that is below the sunroom. I've described that the NFK watches TV all the time. That is the sunroom. Well, below that is this shed that the only access to it, it's actually attached to the house. It's directly below it. And uh, that's where you put like, uh, you know, the lawnmower and, uh, you know, garbage, shit like that. And uh, I go, now the night before it had been pouring down rain like all day long. I walk into that shed and the ceiling of the shed, I, I call it a shed and that gives you the impression it's apart from the house. But like I said, it's not, it's, it's, uh, it's underneath that, that, uh, sunroom it's part of the house and there's water pouring down. I'm like, what am I seeing and why am I seeing it? And it's, uh, consistent. And I'm like, hmm, okay. So hold that thought. I'll come back to that. I actually have video evidence of this. Some of you may have already seen this on Facebook. All right. Um, so I like, maybe this is got actually in the back of my mind. I'm like, maybe this is going to take care of itself. This is, this is, this isn't really happening. So I'm going to take the very passive approach of doing nothing absolutely nothing and i'm like well fuck it uh it's it's uh, draining onto a concrete floor frankly i don't give a fuck i'm not gonna get into it and you know what that's what a true legendary father does you don't give a fuck for that period of time and you go about your day and so i didn't think of it once more as i headed out to the sorority okay Let me just get into this story about the sorority because I walk in there and it's, uh, well, I actually go to Madison's uh, uh, residence hall and we, we walk over to the sorority house. Well, it's not the sorority house. It's where some of the girls in the sorority live. And uh, and the whole, as many of the girls are going to meet there with their dads. So um, it was really quite a sight because um, Madison says, you all look the same. I'm like, what? And she goes, yeah, you guys all dress the same. And I go, so so do all you girls wearing next to nothing. What is, I mean, seriously. Um, Okay. So we walk in there and uh, Madison, we've been having conversations lately. I've talked about this and I'm like, hey, um," I'm like, hey, honey, uh, so you don't drink, right? I mean right? Big pause. I'm like, oh Jesus, she's a lush. So I'm like, well, this, that's okay. I, I don't, I can't condone that. Um, you know, and then she right away, well, you did. Dang it. That is a tough one to defend. If a child said you did it, how, what, you're really fucked at that point. If a kid said, well, when you were 19 or 20, you did that too. Like, 
fucking shit I did, son of a bitch. Uh, we walk in there, and there's a uh, a table full of those little airplane bottles full of, uh, uh, what's that shit called that I say Jessica drinks? Fireball. Hey, Katie, look at it. You got a whole damn table full of fireball. <laughs> Katie, look it. We're going to drink the fireball, Katie. <laughs> I love this sorority. And it's like, Jesus Christ. And, uh, there's a keg and like uh, uh, beer bongs everywhere. Like every 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 member of the sorority gets their own beer bong, it appears. And then uh, I walk into the kitchen area, and um, on top of all the cabinetry, liquor bottles. And I can only guess that is like from this year alone. Like that space that you know normal people put like. Uh, uh, baking tins that you make cupcakes or something like that, or nothing at all. Maybe a nice flower. It's just fucking hundreds of liquor bottles. What the fuck is going on here? And then they, I'm like, what is this? And it's a, it's a ski with shot glasses on it, and I guess they're glued onto the sh- onto the ski, and I guess. You're, you're supposed to, oh, yeah, do a shot ski. It's called a shot ski. Get it? You fill it up with, and then at the same time, everybody takes a shot. And uh, and then the dads, they're like, I could sense that, um, okay, I don't drink. And I'm playing, uh, what do you call it, cornhole. And then I walk over, and there's like um, a beer pong game going on. And uh, this guy goes, yeah, man, we're playing teams. Get yourself some cold ones and lie here. You just line up to this dad, and then you'll take on the kids. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, I can't. I got to uh, – I'm, I'm making up the lame excuse after lame excuse. Oh, I can't. I can't be on my feet for too long. Or, uh, oh, ha, oh, I can't. I, oh, my back. Oh, my back. Um, Madison, I'm thinking she's like, okay, dad, I'm going to rescue you. Um, she goes, Hey, you don't have to stay the whole time. And I'm like, okay, obviously I'm making you uncomfortable. No, 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 this is great. This is awesome. And it, it was fine. I enjoyed spending time with Madison. It's just that, you know, and by the way, um, 90% of, the women in this sorority don't wear bras. It's like, what's going on here? So, um, all right, whatever. Play the uh, cornhole, seeing all this debauchery going on. And um, Madison, one of the other uh, uh, sorority girls comes walking up to Madison and says, um, you want a uh, you want a Jello shot, and Madison goes, N- no. Now, 
I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of acting like I'm not paying attention, but I am. Madison turns her back to me, and then she's communicating something silently with the uh, Jello Shot distributor. Jello Shot distributor then takes a couple of the Jello shots out of the cooler and puts them. She has a, believe it or not, she has a fanny pack on her. She puts them in the fanny pack and then kind of like uh, indicates that message received from Madison. And so clearly Madison has said, no, but I'm going to, I'm going to have some later. So uh, save a couple for me. And uh, Madison turns around and I go, you're not even trying. What? I go, you would have been better off just saying, no, my dad's here. Save me a couple for later. That would have been less conspicuous than what you just did. And, um, in fact, later on, on Sunday, we had a conversation about this. It was uh, Eric. It was all of us. And Jackie's there in a uh, conversation about drinking. And she goes, we can drink when we're together in the sorority. And then Jackie goes, that's not the law. The law, I mean, just because you can, the sorority says you can drink doesn't mean you can drink. What are you going to do? You're going to say, officer, uh, hey, no, I can because I'm in this sorority. This is Jackie talking to her sister. Does that mean that you can just say to the cop, yeah, hey, no problem. Hey, it's cool because I'm in this sorority. My sister's told me so. Jason says, I would have downed it right in front of you. What are you going to do? Ground her? Yeah, I, I, I've, Exactly. I, all I've said was like, I'm like, come on, you know, I mean, I've got to, I cannot condone it. I can't say as a parent, yeah, go ahead, drink to your heart's content. Can't do it. Can't do it. But she doesn't have to listen to me either. And I, I have accepted that, you know, but, um, so that was weird. Jesus. Um, and Sarah says, yeah, she says, like, Jackie never drank before 21. You're exactly right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But whatever. So, okay. Um, let me see. Any any other? Incre- oh, a uh, couple folks go to the hockey games, and they're like, hey, are you the guy who? I go, yes, yes, thank you. Glad. Thanks for coming to the hockey games. I was almost fired this year. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, that was cool. And then anything else? Somebody brought a dog. That was nice. Racking my brain. Anything else interesting in this? No, not really. Uh, uh, Madison sent me home. And God knows what happened after that. Aram says to the letter of the law, the sorority actually does have jurisdiction. That's interesting. So are you telling me that if the cops say, hey, we got a, a loud party. We're here to quiet it down. You look underage. Show me your ID. No, I don't have to. I'm 19 and I'm in the sorority, so I can do whatever I want. Is that what you're suggesting? That sounds weird. Um, then, you know, a lot of the dads are getting into it now and I, and I don't because, you know, I don't drink. So I'm just kind of like standing there and everybody's getting more and more rowdy. Okay. And, um, then the, the beer bongs start flowing. And then uh, I'm in the kitchen waiting to use the restroom. It's just off outside of the uh, restroom area or whatever. And 
someone's in there, excuse me, and I, I see a conversation with some dad. Uh, they're trying to get some dad uh, to, to shotgun a beer. And um, and he's like, well, uh, or shotgun something. And uh, he's looking for a beer for him to, so that he can shotgun. And they go, well, we have truly, you could uh, be interested in shotgunning. Oh, it's just fantastic. Shotgun it truly. Would you want it? And so he did it. And I'm like, what the fuck? That stuff is fucking shit, too. All of those drinks. White Claw, truly. It just smells like fucking shit. Oh, God. Kate says, dad's drinking with their underage daughters in a sorority. Isn't that weird? Agreed. Agreed. I'm just fucking who knows though maybe they weren't underage though maybe they were uh over 21 because uh, my daughter is very young she's a freshman so i i don't know i have no idea what the fuck is going on all right amanda says i'm still not over the not wearing bras thing yeah n- nor am i Jason says this sounds like the plot of an adult movie, movie, or so I've heard. Kate says all of them over 21. It's still weird. All right. There was a, um, there was a thing on the fridge that said uh, that they have to go out twice. There was some note. It says if you, they, you have to go out to a social event twice uh, a week and you have to party hard and you have to stay out late. It's like a, it's like bylaws about what you have to do. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? It's a private Christian college. What the hell? Kenny, Kenny says, why did Eric stare at all those college girls chests so closely to notice? Well, they're, they're poking out my God. It's like a, a it's like a wet t-shirt contest. Fucking A, put on some clothes. All right. The show happens each and every day. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Yeah, brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. If you could go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live or download the Twitch app. Find me there, Eric Zane Live, and follow the page. Thank you very much. If you would, that would be awesome. Follow the page. And uh, if you uh, you could, if you could also subscribe to it with your Amazon account, that would mean you're watching the show without any commercial interruption whatsoever. So thank you very much for that. If you have subscribed, um, Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV bring you that Twitch stream as well as Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. I'm on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Eric Zane Show brought to you by Blue Frost IT and YouTube, the almighty YouTube Brought to you by My Policy Shop Insurance, Frank Fuss. Buyinsurancehere.com. Okay. Now, back to the issues here at the Eric Zane Show podcast household. Hmm. All right. So Saturday comes and goes. Saturday evening, I go back into that pool shed and the water is still pouring out of the ceiling of the pool shed. All right. This is how that looked and sounded. My hands. 
The question is, where is this water coming from? Background. This is the pool shed. When I walk into here, there's water coming from these sources. And it looks like the previous owner drilled holes okay. in, the, in here. Okay, now, there, there's so much in hindsight that is here that is stupid. That I said that is stupid. Now, so I'm going to uh, focus on those holes in the ceiling. Boy, what, what could those be? I don't know why, but there's water coming from there. And I've lived here for 10 years. I've never seen this. Okay, so this is like a pool shed, like I indicated, underneath my living room. Okay. Okay. Uh, no other indicators other than what I'm showing you of water anywhere. And I don't know where this water could be coming from. Okay. Now we had a lot of rain the other day. So at this point, I'm thinking it rained so much that the rain hit the ground and then it defied gravity and then uh, somehow soaked itself into uh, that that portion of the house. So That's what I'm suggesting. Where this water could be coming from. Now, directly above it, this sunroom here, it's got like, um, what do you call it? A heated floor. Uh, uh, you know, hot water running through it, but yeah, I wonder if that's it. Maybe <laughs> the fact that that was a mystery is hilarious. I, I'm having a hard time thinking that that is the problem because <laughs> beyond that wall, that back wall back there, uh, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh, no, there's no way. Uh, so, Eric, your options are. The heated flooring sprung a leak. It has hot water running through it. Or water defied physics and soaked into there from the rain. No, I'm going to go with the rain. House, if that were the case. And there's no evidence of any of that. So you've got water dripping pretty much for the day when I first discovered this onto this concrete floor uh, of, the, of the house. And then you know, over on... Closer towards the wall, nothing. This hole, nothing. It's dry, but these spots, if there's insulation, they're soaking wet. And it appears to be pretty consistent. Doesn't seem to be letting up at all. That's because the water supply is pouring into that area above this ceiling. And and, and someone said, yeah, it's just path of least, least resistance. That's kind of the way it, it you know, behaves. Any of you internet sleuths, have an idea what the hell is going on here. Please comment. Okay, so I gave all the clues necessary to figure out this great mystery. It was quite simple for everybody to just say, yeah, you, you sprung a leak in your flooring or your uh, heater there. Ripped the fucking thing out and, uh, and, and start over. You got to, all that, all that ceiling has to come out and all that insulation has to come out. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So, all right, let's see, where did that take me? Okay. Some good advice right away in the Facebook video. <laughs> you've got a hole in one of the uh, hoses heating that floor. You got to get after that. Let's take a look. Go into the force. Jammy time. Jammy time? Yeah. Okay, so I had to pull all this shit out of here. All the birds want to do is go to bed. This is the insulation. I probably got cancer now. 
So, uh, oh boy. Look. This is. Look at this. Where it's coming from. Okay. I found it. So, right here, I took off this little piece of metal. Actually, my buddy Jimmy did. And what's remarkable is um, there, the hose here that had the hot water going through it got a leak in it, a little pinhole size leak, because when the flooring was installed, sometimes uh, a little bit of the screw head went through that wood there. And if you were to run your finger along that, you can feel all of them, the length of it. Cause we took all that shit off there. And, um, but for 30 years, there's never been any issue. Somehow it finally poked a hole in it. So that was a mistake when they installed the flooring that way, or when they installed this, uh, hosing. Cause I think the, uh, flooring, the heated flooring was put in after the house was built. They didn't take care to make sure that they, uh, um, heated flooring was close to any of those spots that could poke a hole. And sure enough, it happened. So I guess what I'm getting at is after, um, the work that I did all day yesterday, cutting out the fucking, um, ceiling to that shed and removing all of that, uh, insulation and, and destroyed wood because we're going to have a mold issue. Um, that uh, all of those are going to have to come down and, and make sure that it doesn't happen again because I would hate to put this all back together again and then it happen again. So just an absolute cluster fuck. I mean, really, this is something. This is uh, my buddy Jimmy uh, fixing it for me. The guy is an absolute legend. Did this here? He did. I didn't do anything. All I did, but he, the, he, there was still enough water pressure in here. So when he cut it, it went <laughs> flying all over it, all this terrible, gross water. Well, it wasn't really gross, was it? No. It was just water. But uh, yeah, that's what he did because he's awesome. And then he's, what's this called? A, a crimper, you said? Crimper. Okay. okay. So, Jimmy, right, well, that, that's what's up. This guy, Jimmy, is uh, an absolute legend. And um, I've I've known him for quite some time, and like my best friend in the whole wide world, and um, he, um, God, he was over my house by nine fifteen, and he said, uh, "Yeah, well," and it was pouring water still, and he goes, "Okay, um, well, I'm going home. I'll be right back," and he got the crimper that thing you saw and then he immediately went to home depot they closed at 10 he was checking out at 9:53 somehow he got all the way there and knew exactly what to get and then he's he goes yep on the way and by like 10:25 um the water was stopped but jesus mary and joseph what a nightmare that uh, took me uh late saturday night that was all done and then Sunday, all I did was cut out wood and remove insulation, blown in insulation. The holes, remember the holes there? That, that, that's what they do. And when they installed that uh, ceiling, they blow in the insulation. Um, all right. So Tim says water stop. Now comes the black mold, which is why I got rid of uh, 
all of the, I, I took everything out. It's all, I've got one more spot to remove, but it's all gone. Everything is, uh, I have to call my insurance company today and they will take care of it. And then, but what a fucking nightmare. Jesus. And then Aram says, hopefully Diana helped out by starting to paint the basement while you were doing that. I have news on that. I have news. Because, you know, on top of the basement, I have the outside of the house. The trim is, uh, all the paint has fallen off. The trim needs to be replaced. The house is quickly becoming uh, a disaster and everything is falling into disarray. So... I have, I am now contributing, uh, as an employer, um, on the, uh, build, build the Eric Zancho podcast back better, um, social initiative, uh, program. Okay. You know how, like, uh, they say we got to invest in America and build our bridges back better. And then all the Republicans go, no, no, we can't. How are you going to pay for that? And the, and the Democrats go, We'll get, we're going to take care of this shit. Don't worry about it. Shut the fuck up. I mean, we got to fix this shit. Okay? I'm I'm that guy. Um, we have a dear friend of ours named uh, Kyle Burkett. Kyle Burkett used to run the AT Children's Project golf tournament for years. Bald guy. Some of you know exactly who he is. Well, he's been out of work. For seven months. And I just found out about this. And so someone said, you need to call Kyle Burkett. Because Diana, I said, I said, put the word out on your Facebook page. I don't want to put it out on my page. Put it out on your page that you need the name of a good handyman. I have waved the white flag. I have given up officially. I'm out. I have a checkbook. And I have a pen and I am relinquishing control. It's over. I have completely checked out and I am now, we are on the same page. I have, I cannot do it. I don't have the time. It's over. So. Burkett's going to be here at one. All right, Kyle. And I said to him, I go, honestly, I think you can work all summer. I've got enough here to do. You are. And so, all right, I need the wood replaced. I need the uh, trim done. And he goes, I can do, I can do all this shit. I, can do it. I go, all right. So um, he's also going to repair the shed that I was just telling you about. Um, I've got. So much shit for him to do. And you're like, Eric Zane, that's like way different than where you were before. It's like, yeah, I know. But this, this is why this is, this is, uh, this is how it goes for me. You know, I've, I've, I've tried, I've tried to figure this out, but you're right, Aram, the pool, the pool house incident or the shed, uh, broke me. It, I, I have, I don't have it anymore. Now, if it involves mowing the grass, okay, I can mow the grass. I can uh, pick up the dog shit. Uh, I can change. I have time to change the light bulbs. 
Um, but yeah, that's it, man. So Burkett, I said to him, I go, okay, man, you can work all summer. I'm not kidding you. He goes, yeah, I've been out of work seven months. This is, he goes, this is exact. I go, well, this is good. This is a two way street. I'm going to throw so much money at this. Just do it. Money is no object. We'll figure it out. Not a problem. You're in charge. Just do it. I don't want to hear another word about it. And that's it. Because Diana, she's like, um, the other day it was so, it was so, uh, I was like, oh no. Uh, we have a dear friend who, um, they need a place to host a graduation party for their daughter. She goes, do you think maybe we could have that trim done on the outside of the house? Cause it's very unsightly. I just, and I'm like, I can't, I can't do it in time. There's no way. And I'm going to cut. I, and like, oh, well, the first thing I need to do is buy a table saw. Okay. I'm going to buy a table saw that I've probably, yeah, that's a tool that I've used maybe three times in my entire life. And then I'm going to cut off my hand. And then as the blood is spurting on the inside of the, that's how I'm going to paint the house with my blood spurting out of my severed hand. I'm actually like walking around Lowe's, like looking at saws. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? What are you doing, you asshole? So that's it. We are, everybody, you all, you all are like, well, you're waiting for this to happen. And so congratulations. Um, Look at this. You are, here's a comment. You're too fat now to do housework. Are you going to have whoever it is, uh, uh, Kyle Burkett, scrape the ham shit cannon off the bathroom wall? You're trying too hard. Your one joke was good. Your second one was not. Linda says, we all become our parents eventually. Meathead troubles with uh, table saws back in the day. No, <laughs> the cycle ends there. I'm not, I don't want to cut my hand off. Aram says, hopefully you don't go downstairs to find Kyle sitting on the couch playing Wordle. I don't think so. I don't think so. He wants to keep working. So that is the big news. In fact, I addressed with Diana. I go, I don't know if I want to tell the audience that we're hiring Kyle. How about I just have him complete each thing and then I'll get on a ladder holding a paintbrush and then I'll post that and say I did it. Wouldn't that be hilarious? And she goes, yeah. And then I thought, about, ah, fuck that shit. All right. I need to go pee in just a minute. I want you to know that. that that's, it's going to be one of those days. Um, so that was quite a thing. That was the, um, but I, you know what? <clears throat> in terms of the demolition work of me getting rid of all of the, um, blown in insulation and the damaged wood and um you know it's all wet and by the way there was a good suggestion that i um paint over or someone probably kyle would paint over dry out the wood and then paint over the wood with a mold and mildew neutralizer paint says jason mays okay hey you know what why don't you guys do this if you hear me talking like this, I would have never thought about that. So I can just add that to the list of things Kyle can do. Okay. And that's actually going to be covered by insurance. 
All right. Seal it once dry, Kate says. If you guys come up with things that I need to do, all right, make sure you let me know so that I can let Kyle know. Tim says Eric's new podcast segment, interviewing Kyle on how to repair the house destruction. Not bad. Okay. And that way we can write off, hey, if I include Kyle on the show, then I have proof that he has become a fixture on this show and I can write all of this shit off. Hey, uh, the tax man says on the audit, it says here you wrote all your home repairs off as a business expense. Well, the home is the studio and um, uh, it's my new segment. It's a DIY segment on the Eric Zane Show podcast. I am going to try that, by the way. Great idea. That's a great idea, Eric. All right. Unbelievable. Today on the Patreon, you need to hear about the guy who is so pissed off with Merriam-Webster's. You know, the dictionary people. Webster's has modified their definition of female. And he is such a crazy right-wing idiot like all of you are that he, well, wait till you hear what he did to Webster's. We'll talk about that on the Patreon. But for now, the open and the live stream of the Eric Zane Show podcast. And uh, before I get into this, let me just say this, that the second that I reached out to my pal Kyle Burkett and I said, Kyle, um, I have work for you, a lot of it. And, um, and he said, and I, I need it because I haven't worked in seven months. Um, I'm on unemployment. Um, the pressure just left me. Oh my God. It's like vacation started, you know? Now, granted, there's a price with that, but money well spent because it just wasn't going to get done. So then I said to Dan, I go, all right, I'm in. I am now, we are on the same page. White flag waved. Get get a handyman yesterday. She gets briquette. And man, the spring in her step. She was so happy. So she's happy. I'm happy. House is going to get fixed. It's awesome. Okay? Very, very cool. I felt so much better after that. I actually was ripping out the ceiling of that uh, pool shed and ripping out the insulation and putting it in bags and throwing it away. A happy. I was enjoying myself. Oh. Okay. Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home. Speaking of uh, improving your home, Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan. Zaniac Kent dropped the E at a U. He sees Zaniacs come in there all the time saying, Hey, Eric Zane sent me. Do I get 10% off? Why, yes, you do. That's um, an added savings to their already ridiculous savings of their flooring at Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet. It's on Chicago Drive. They are on Chicago Drive in Granville, Michigan, behind the Little Caesars, and they are awesome. Extremely low price because they buy it all into uh, bulk or uh, in in bulk and then um, pass the savings on to you. And that's absolutely true. That's why they have the discount outlet, which is actually just down the street from the main showroom there. So buy the flooring there. This summer, there will be purchases made 
by your old pal Eric Zane. So as soon as Burkett, in fact, I could probably get both jobs done. No, he's got to paint first because he gets the outside of the house done and then he moves inside, paints the basement. I think some of this I'm going to do, okay? I am going to do some of it, but believe me, he's he's doing the lion's share of the work. Um, and then uh, Bennett Flooring Installation, will, uh, I'll make a purchase over at Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet. Uh, Jacob Bennett, you see, we're building back the Eric Zane Show podcast house better with sponsor on sponsor crime. Awesome. So get the flooring at Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan. Joe Martinez, A&E Heating and Cooling. I called him when this was all starting to go down. I go, hey, buddy, I got a question. He goes, I'm not on call. I go, yeah, I know. Just listen to me. Hear me out. And I explained to him what's going on. He goes, go shut the water off. I go, how do I do that? He's annoyed. Put it on FaceTime. Put him on FaceTime. Grab that. Turn it off. Okay, thanks. See ya. Yeah, whatever. 616-516-8579. Call Senor Martinez. I think you're going to get Jason or David in the next week or so because Joe Martinez and Teresa are going to Vegas cashing fat checks. From A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. Don't wait. Schedule your AC tune-up. Okay. You don't want a squirrel running through there and uh, building a nest. And then you turn that thing on and um, all hell breaks loose. By the way, um, speaking of critters, we have this bird feeder. And um, it attracts all these different uh, types of birds. And squirrels, and it also attracts uh, chipmunks and other critters that uh, get the seed that's on the ground. And now, and then we have a hawk who just set up shop, excuse me, on my deck. If you've ever been in my backyard, that deck um, has that white banister around it. Diana walks down there, and there's a, oh, I don't know. He was tall, too probably about a 16, 17-inch tall hawk sitting there. Now, I don't know if he eats smaller birds. He probably wants the um, ground animals, the ground critters, chipmunks, squirrels first. Do they eat other birds? Because if that's the case, I have a bird feeder that's attracting the birds, and then the hawk is going to come and eat the birds at the bird feeder. Hey, he's a big, big dude. We got uh, a hawk and his that there's a nest out in the woods, and then there's a owl's nest. So if you walk out in the backyard, you hear the owl, which that's a bird of prey too. Did you ever see that Netflix show called The Staircase? Oh my God, the owl killed the chick. Spoiler alert. Um. Anyway, thank you, A and E Heating and Cooling. Blue Frost IT is the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. Whenever I get in the weeds, I just call upon Blue Frost IT. Rarely do I need them. I have pretty good tech here. Uh, but if you, and they set it all up for me, um, but they are the managed IT service provider for the show. So how this usually works is if you want a tech upgrade, maybe your equipment is old, slow, 
out of date. Um, you need new tech to make your employees more efficient. The first thing you need to do is get a complimentary consultation from Blue Frost IT um, to find out what exactly you need to make your business run smoothly. So it's about a 30-minute conversation. Some notes are taken. Uh, recommendations are made. Um, this is all done so you don't buy the wrong thing or too much or too little. Once you do that, then they'll help you set it all up, and then they'll uh, start to work with you as the managed IT service provider for your business. It's that simple. Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. In case you don't know, a managed IT service provider, he's like boots on the ground. If there's an issue, I don't know, maybe you are uh, you got some type of um, uh, something wrong after um, some type of virus invades your system, um, you're not starting from scratch by reaching out to someone you don't know. You have a managed IT service provider. It's your own tech department, but you don't have to pay them as an employee. You just pay one um, flat fee each month for that. I do that, and it would be incredibly helpful for you, too. Basically, if you don't have somebody to watch over your tech, um, if something goes wrong, you, you basically have to shut your business down to get it up and running. Uh, grab all your shit and take it to John's, uh, uh, whatever, the Geek Squad, forget that. Just have my friends at Blue Frost IT do it. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Okay, hold that thought. I got to go pee. Hold the line. Rig 625. Is that Kyler? How do you not pee yourself doing those stretches? I, because I, I don't know. How do you not pee yourself? Dumb question. All right. Don't go anywhere. Oh, hold on. All right. I think, I think Bruce got an ear infection. I put some medicine. Keep flipping his head, hitting his, hitting his thing there. Okay. Oh, my gosh. What else is there to talk about? Oh, boy. So the, um, I've been following, we've been talking about this quite a bit. The, um, mention it each time it's happened, the, uh, protesters, at the basketball games for the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves and their series with the, um, Memphis Grizzlies. It's been a regular occurrence where, uh, these animal rights activists have been running onto the court. It started with the chick who glued her hand onto the court. Then it went to the chick who chained herself to the uh, fucking net or the rim, the, the stanchion that holds it up. And uh, this is over Glenn Taylor, who owns a um, egg factory, I guess this was called. He's got 5.3 million chickens in there. And then the CDC says there's been an avian flu outbreak. 
you must kill the chickens. So they just shut off the air. Then they all died. It's, uh, that was it. All the chickens had to be removed, disposed of, start over. Okay. Sounds terrible, but, uh, that's that's what's going on. This is this has happened a few times. There's been over 12 million birds killed since this uh, little instance has taken place. In fact, I was seeing that they're saying uh, get rid of the bird feeder in your backyard, which I just got done talking about. We have one. It's like you know the birds come to my house for miles around. They're like they say to each other, "Hey, that one guy's house that's falling apart." Yeah, he's got a bird feeder in the back. Let's all go there and give him bird flu. <clears throat> um, so I guess my question is, um, on the, you know, wh- how, what 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 do people expect him to do? He's got five point three million birds that need to be disposed of. I mean, they're protesting that he's killed the birds and it's like, he didn't really have, I don't think he wanted to do it. Uh, but they've been protesting the inhumane. I I mean, what the fuck? I don't understand. 5.3 million. What are you supposed to do? Kill them one at a time. You know how long that would take? The latest moment was, um, in the game, I think this is uh Saturday or Sunday. Watch this. Okay, this, uh, the guy right here in the plaid shirt, it's grainy right now. I think the video gets better. That's Glenn Taylor. He owns the team. Uh, There's a chick sitting back here who's going to get up. Okay, she gets up. Here she comes. What's going on here? These people are insane. Thankfully, everybody, aside from the people protesting, appear to be okay. Okay, so... um, There was a security guard... There's two people that were seated in that row right behind the front row. And like in a second, the one got up and ran onto the court. And within an instant, the security guard was tackling her before she got like even one foot on the actual court. And I'm pretty sure they sniffed it out. And that guy was just sitting there watching her, keeping his eye on her because you couldn't see it there because the video was grainy, but I saw a better quality uh, shot of it. She took, she like made the move, and the guy was on top of her and brought her the fuck down. Brian says, where's Ron Artest when you need him? And then the other chick that was seated there next to her shooting video to capture the moment, they threw her out second, and they said, um, 
She's like, I paid for this scene. You got to let me go and get the fuck out of here. So, okay. That led me to this. I went to the, um, uh, what do you call it? Website of this um, organization. And um, they're called Direct Action Everywhere. And there's a contact. So I wanted, I want more information. I wrote, okay, I'll bite. Please join me on my podcast. I'm under the impression that 5.3 million chickens had to be killed because of avian blur, uh, blurred bird flu. I'm curious how you think that should have been handled. And I'm curious what your group wants as a result of these protests. I'm not a big deal. My podcast audience is about 40,000 a week. I'm a bit of a jerk, but I'll treat you fairly. And I will challenge you. I've labeled your group in the past as crazy people, but I'll give you the benefit of the doubt if you'd like to discuss what's going on. And I didn't think much of it. I heard back from an attorney. <laughs> John Fro- Fronmayer. Is the, organiz- the, is the organizer and counsel of Direct Action Everywhere. That's the group that's running out of the court. Thank you for the request. I like your honesty, John wrote. I'm a longtime uh, organizer and attorney on our legal team. And Dr. Crystal Heath is a veterinarian and founder of the nonprofit Our Honor, who has been targeted by Big Ag. I'm not sure what that means. Neither of us was involved with these protests, but we'd be happy to join your podcast and talk through the issues you've raised about them. I should ask, so what kind of a time commitment are you looking for? I have a newborn, so I can't stay too long. Let us know if you want to move forward. Hi, John. I'm pretty flexible. I can record whenever. So I'm doing that today. But I can't do it till evening and I'm going to record it first to see if it's any good. I'm not going to do it live, but so I'm talking to the guy, um, for this group. So I'll keep you posted. I'm anxious to get my questions answered. Yeah. He wrote that his, uh, Dr. Crystal Heath is a veteran veterinarian and founder of the nonprofit, our honor, who's been targeted by big ag. So there's an article. I'll read it. I just want to know what, I mean, there's got to be some type of alternative, right? I mean, what are you trying to do here? I'm guessing what they're trying to do is get some attention so that someone like me or someone even bigger, a lot bigger, there's plenty more that are bigger, will say, hey, what's going on here? So I'm going to, you know, with, take it with a grain of salt, listen to what they have to say, and go from there. I wonder if anybody's actually even done this. So, hey, let's hear what these people have to say. I'm very curious. Well, I, I'm curious of what you expect this guy to do, because I don't think uh, Taylor from the Minnesota Timberwolves, the owner, I don't think he wanted to kill chickens. I don't think he woke up and said, oh, man, I'm going to beat off while I watch these chickens die. You know? I mean, so I, I'm actually interested in what they have to say. Um, big ag. 
Big agriculture? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I I don't know what that means. Tyler says, Eric's butthole probably got so tight when he read, I'm an attorney. <laughs> hey, he said, um, I like your honesty. Main Chris, 87, referring to um, the owner of the Timberwolves, love the flannel on the owner, blue-collar publicity recovery tour, pussy. He should wear a Kellogg cornflake shirt, pull out a large Ziploc bag, and cover his head. What's the matter? Why would you say that about that guy? What do you know about him? What's so terrible about him? Maybe he just likes to wear those clothes. Are you suggesting that he needs to die? <laughs> Main Chris, uh, 87, that is, ex- that, that's, I didn't expect that. Hmm. All right. He says, ha ha, no, just to mock them. Boy, that's some harsh mocking. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the Red Bull stunt that has gone wrong. The What they were supposed to do here was, okay, this is incredible. It was a great idea. Um, this plane right here has a pilot in it. So does this plane. They're both Cessnas. Um, on the count of three, they jump out of each other's, pl- they jump out of the plane and then they uh, try to steer their body toward the plane that they're not in. So this guy jumps out of this one. He flies over to this one. This one jumps out of this one. He flies over to this one. And then they get in and then uh, assume the control of the plane. As soon as they let go of the thing, they go into a nosedive. The planes go into a nosedive, but they have a, a, uh, particular set of um, aerodynamics on them to keep them from uh, spinning, just going straight down without like tumbling. Okay. Or so they thought because the one did not do that. And well, the result was terrible. No one died. Um, But uh, this is how it went. At the at this Red Bull stunt as they tried to do this. Check this out. It's it's uh cell phone video aimed at a TV screen because the, this is I guess the best video available. I don't know. It's a bad noise. Okay. Now the trouble starts. Okay, so you see this plane has started to spin. It's not supposed to do that. This little fucker here, he's going to fly into this plane. This guy's supposed to fly into that plane, but he can't because it's spinning. Ooh, that plane's not good. Okay, so this guy gets into this plane. Here's the guy. He's got a parachute, right? That's a dude. This dude gets back in the plane. 
And he uh, is able to get control of it. That's fucking incredible that the one guy even did it. So now he's like, yeah, everything's fine. All right. right. And then the other guy parachutes down to the ground. But the plane nosedived right into the earth. They did this over New York City. Totally kidding. Uh, It's a desert. So. So now um, the story is coming out that, um, yeah, everybody's fine. That plane crashed into the ground, blew up a million pieces. Um, When Red Bull came up with this idea for the stunt, they asked the um, FAA, you know, hey, you know, we're going to do this. Is this this okay? And they said, no, no, you do not have approval to do this. Please don't do that. And then they did it anyway. And then the thing crashed into the ground. So now everybody's in a shit ton of trouble. Okay. Now, who put this event on? Red Bull. So this is awesome. This, again, it all boils down to, um, you know, attention, marketing, Red Bull. We all know this. This is a Red Bull bit. So if something... Uh, was wrong as John writes it flight 93 into the dirt you know I serious <laughs> come on um a lot of Red Bull didn't give them wings jokes still this is a winner you want this to happen they probably the first thing they asked those two guys was like would you be willing to actually collide the planes into each other? with you guys still in it. It would mean your certain death for you, but are, we, we want to ask, and then we'll slowly, uh, you know, lower our request standards if you keep saying no. No, you won't. Okay, but you will jump out and try to get into the other plane. Uh, but the one crashes, so that's great news for them. That's great news. Because now more people know about Red Bull. More people are talking about it. Had this gone off perfectly, it wouldn't even be talked about. They have to keep upping the ante, Red Bull does, you know? I mean, God knows what what they're going to do next. But uh, remember the one where the guy uh, took the hot air balloon up to, like, uh, the uh, the highest anyone's ever gone, the uh, high reaches of, of the stratosphere, whatever the fuck it was? And then he jumped out of it. It's like the space jump or something like that. He had to be in a fully pressurized suit. It was so high up. You could see the curvature of the earth. It's incredible. All right. Um, all right. Uh, an update on crazy lady who puts her farts in a jar. Stephanie Motto. Or Matto. You recall she would uh, fart in a jar and then she'd send it to you. And I'm just like, why? Who who would, what type of person would do this? Would say, yes, sign me up. I'm going to pay you money for you to fart in a jar. Kate says, 
You mean Megan? Yeah, didn't Megan suggest that she would be up for this, but her and, and her husband had to tell her, no, that's not a good idea? She She didn't get approval? Well, I don't much I don't so much blame a person who does it, okay? <clears throat> it's the person who buys it. Come on. She is upping the ante. Um now, well, I don't even know if this is even up in the ante. This is kind of like lowering the ante in my opinion. I mean, if you're going to up the ante, um, I mean, what's, why doesn't she take a shit and wipe her asshole and put the toilet paper into the jar? Now, that would be upping the ante. I mean, you might, she's like, no, 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 that'd be gross. It's like, wait a minute, you fart in a jar. I don't think wiping your asshole and putting shit covered toilet paper in a jar is that much different. I think you'd, and that's a lot less damaging to your system because she was eating so much food that caused gas so she could fart in a jar. She actually uh, had a painful bout where she thought she was having a heart attack. She was hospitalized over that. She had to take a take a step back from the thing. So now she's no longer farting. She might still be farting in the jars, but she can't do it that much. But no, I mean, if you really want to do it, you should, uh, you know, I mean, wipe your ass or maybe uh, wipe your gash or something. Uh, get, you can you could get a two for one a gash ass combo, and and put both wipings in there. Maybe maybe you could uh, s- uh, have sex with some giant black guy, and swab swab your vagina and put that into a jar. Well, I mean, why not? There's some sick fuck who would buy this shit. You could the you could have a whole line of products. And it's all like, you know, created by your body. Why not queef in a jar? Why, why don't you do that? Uh, that might be a little tough to capture, but I'm telling you, uh, the latest thing that she thinks is uh, is going to sell. And by the way, um, she made $100,000 from one month's worth of fart selling. $100,000. She was on 90 Day Fiance. Is that right? I don't watch any of these shows. In her Instagram reels, this pig shared a video in which she's sniffing a set of sheets while she lip synced to a voiceover that said, it's puzzling. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this. So what she's telling her customers is that when my customers finally receive their $2,000 fully slept in fart sheets in the mail. In her caption, Stephanie detailed her latest offering. Fully farted in, slept in, rolled around in sheets. And then videos of me sleeping in them and live streams of me sleeping on the sheets and also available for a limited time on my platform. I think if you're going to be uh, on the hunt for um, serial rapists and child killers, you get a list of the customers. Okay. She needs to sign a deal with the feds as an informer because anybody who's into this shit uh, is probably a serial killer. 
Thanks to my fans for the endless love and support. You guys make it possible. It should say thanks to all you sick fucks for being into something so strange. I'm so excited to fulfill my first orders this week. I've been sleeping a lot to make this possible. So she's saying that she's farting in the sheets. This is so stupid. Comments. This person wrote that the, the world has become a very strange place. Another one of the critics said, is there anything she won't do for money? This is not even cute anymore. This was never cute. While another echoed the sentiment writing, the whole thing is getting pretty old. Well, I don't think it's her fault that there are sick fucks in the world. You know, uh, she's just capitalizing on it. I mean, you do need money to survive. Uh, where does she go from here, though? I, I think she starts by listening to this show and hearing those great ideas that I had. I don't know. Would the guy who gets the jarred, uh, jar full of farts and the slept-in farted in sheets, is he also going to want um, hot diarrhea in a jar? Is that is that something he would be he would be into? I'm so glad I sent you this story, Eric. Tokyo has worn underwear in vending machines. People are strange. Yeah. Stephanie Maddow, you are a piece of work. All right. Thanks to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. If you're in the market for a uh, mortgage from anywhere in the U.S., you can take advantage of this. Bang on Mario's door and see what he can do for you. The only exceptions are Maine, Alaska, Hawaii, and South Carolina. If your credit is great, this is going to be easy. If it's not so great, it might be a little bit more of a challenge. But Mario is up to the task. 231-332-6505. Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Irvine's.com. E-R-V-I-N-E-S.com. If you are in West Michigan, this is where I'd like you to go to get your vehicles repaired. Any type of preventative maintenance, if uh, something goes horribly wrong that you need taken care of just get the car to Irvine's they have a series of uh, I should say a fleet of uh, loaner vehicles for you and uh, they want to hear from you 616-532-6600 all makes and models of European Asian domestic vehicles about the only thing they won't work on Volkswagens trust Irvine 616-532-6600 Some of you may be familiar with the name Cynthia Plastercaster. Some of you older people, like me. Uh, The band Kiss made a song about her called Plastercaster. Well, she died. She just died. She was 74 years old. Her real name is um, 
Cynthia Al Cynthia Albritton. And uh, in the late 1960s, she was able to get the attention of Jimi Hendrix. So he, she's at a Jimi Hendrix concert, and he's doing his thing. And she's like, hey, I think I want to have sex with uh, Jimi Hendrix. So she's a groupie. Well, she ends up doing that. And then um, she had a hobby of... Um, used making plaster molds okay for art and she convinced she saw the size of Jimi Hendrix's dick and it was huge this monster huge dick and she's like that thing is incredible will you let me make a plaster cast of your dick and he said yeah all right sounds good i'm going to light a guitar on fire play a shitty version of the national anthem, and uh, you can put the plaster on my dick to make a mole of my dick. And she did it. So his dick had to get stiff. So then, um, you know, and then you've got limited time before, you know, that thing's done being rubbed. So you got to put the plaster on there and hope that it stays stiff. And then at, when it gets soft, you the plaster... You know, you can, you can dick come right out of that thing. And then you got a great mold to make an amazing, uh, 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 mold, uh, plaster thing of Jimi Hendrix dick. And that's what she did. And it was incredible. Frank Zappa hears about this. Okay. And says, look, um, I don't want you to do a plaster cast of my dick, but we should go into business and try to get you to get as many. Uh, rock star dicks as possible. So that's all she did for her entire life was get uh, plaster dicks made. And it's that's hilarious. So um, she she just dropped dead. It's too bad because she was pretty famous. Um, Cynthia Plaster Caster. In fact, there's a, um, I think there's a documentary about it called Plaster Caster. And uh, this is this is the trailer for this film called uh, called Plaster Caster. Here you go. Hang on. Cynthia Plaster Caster was one of the most flamboyant figures in the late 1960s. I was trying to figure out a way to mold a penis, so I thought maybe, well, let's get together a kit because they'll make absurd and ridiculous and professional looking, you know, and create more laughs. I know that uh, feminists of the time took a very dim view of what Cynthia Plaster was doing. They assumed it was degrading, and I thought it was quite the opposite. So, um, we met and she popped the question. You see that? She had, that, that was her doing it. She, whoever that dude is, she's putting the plaster on that guy's crank. I thought it was quite the opposite. So, um, we met and she popped the question. Hold it for you. You yeah. mean like casting? Like, just like casting. Like you did Jimi Hendrix and, um... Oh, I would like for you to pose. This is how I'm going to be... <laughs> now, look, at, look at this guy. This is, um... The rest of my who the days. fuck is this? Oh, yeah, MC5's Wayne Kramer. And I... Th- is that his dick? <laughs> what the fuck? She's laughing in his face. Your dick's so small! Great rock star stud that I am. Got a little micro pud. Oh my 
God, I can't measure up to Jimi Hendrix. It was like being in the Masters and Johnson's sex laboratory. And I guess that was all, it was just all so strangely asexual and, and clinical and the newspaper on the floor. And... Fortunately, that resulted in it. There's just no way I was going to get into that. <laughs> Always have been hoping for a retry. This is about an art space taking you very seriously and, and exhibiting your work in that context. Look at she's got him in the oven. She's like, it, uh, that's like her kiln. Way of documenting a certain aspect of popular culture. That's how I see you know her role or how she fits into uh, to the, the world of art. No, I want I want them grouped the way they look. Whoever looks good next to each other. If, if somebody's going this way, maybe somebody should be going that way. All taboos have been crossed except for the penis is still like unseen. I think most heterosexual men have probably only seen their own penis. We were just rolling on the floor, thinking this is gonna crack up so many bands. And then they came to my room. Okay, now this is great. This is uh dude uh I think it's Jimi Hendrix um what was Noel? Because Mitch Mitchell was the drummer, so I think Noel was the bass player. I found it all amusing. Look at his dick. That's his dick. Oh, 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 oh my God. It's, it's, it's like a corkscrew. It's like a pig's dick. A penile. Look at that thing. <laughs> what a stupid looking dick. Noel Redding has a dumb looking dick. And see that? Oh, that's pink. That's funny. Holy shit. I give him credit. I would have, I would if I saw that my dick looked like that. I'd have grabbed it and smashed it. I think that's it right here. Right here. This is the one. This one's got to be Hendrix. Look at that throbber. Holy moly. Like I said, Kiss did a song about it. And wow. Jeez. Incredible. Cynthia Plastercaster was her name. Making dicks was her game. Um, a little bit more about this. Uh, let's see. After she met Zappa. Um, Al Britton found in him something of a patron of her art. He moved her to Los Angeles, which she described as a veritable groupie heaven with no lack of willing assistance, eager to prepare the subjects for casting. In 1971, after a par- her apartment was burglarized, Zappa and Al Britton decided the cash should be preserved for a future exhibition, entrusting them to Zappa's legal partner, Herb Cohen, for safekeeping. That proved to be a problem because I think he hung on to them and, like, took ownership of them, and she had to, like, fight in, like, court to get the dicks back. Can you imagine that? You're, you're the judge. God, I cannot believe i got to put up with this shit. Uh, she has died, passed on a uh, lengthy illness. Uh, rest in peace, Cynthia Albritton, Cynthia Plastercaster. She ran for mayor of Chicago in 2010 on what she described as the hard party ticket with slogans like erect Cynthia Plastercaster She's hard on crime. 
well, who gets the dicks now? How'd you like to be a family member? And like, you know, if she never had any kids, you know, you're just some long lost cousin. Hey, here you go. Cynthia left these for you. It's a bunch of dicks. Incredible. Um, all right. I wonder if Lenny Kravitz ever was interested, says Amanda. Amanda knows a thing or two about dicks. She sells dildos for a living. Amanda says this is probably how they make dildos. I don't know about that. I think that's all done with computers. I mean, I, I'm not an expert. You you would be. You should probably know that. Amanda says, I need to see this. I will find this documentary. Uh was she hot? I think at the time she was. I think at the time she was. Look, again, she's 74 years old. Passed on. Dead. All right. Have you all watched the John Wayne Gacy documentary yet? This is the one I've been raving about. There are still people uh, that have not been identified in the... Uh, I think there's six people that have not yet been identified wow um geez stevie says she watched it amanda said she watched it it's quick it's only three episodes probably gonna take you uh probably about three and a half hours maybe the most maybe a little more it was uh incredible to hear this guy wow um he was picked he got really sloppy in the last abduction and murder in 1978 and, um, it, it, you know, this guy was an expert at covering up his tracks. It's like people just were vanishing off the face of the earth. And they were all people that were like working for him. And it's like a lot of the times when I see these shows that are set, um, when the documentary is set way back, it's like, God, people sure were stupid back then. Okay. It was just a different way of thinking. First of all, um, they had, um, it was a, a period of time in the culture where there was a lot of runaways. And um, if, let's say, a mom said, my son's missing, the cops would go, yeah, whatever, lady. Yeah, he's probably runaway. He's probably out doing drugs. Yeah, sure he did. They, like, give you shit about it. Yeah, my uh, son's missing. I haven't seen him in 24 hours. Yeah, whatever. Get the fuck out of here. You know, they would they would treat people like shit. Also... Um, talk about marginalized gay people in the early 1970s. They showed a clip, um, of 60 minutes and Morley and, and on this show that I'm talking about, they showed a clip about how gay people were treated like shit. Well, they're still treated like shit in a lot of cases, but, um, in the early 1970s, there was an episode of 60 minutes with Morley safer saying gay people, gay people in the world today. The gay epidemic, is it, is it a psychological disorder? Do they need to be institutionalized? Yay, yay, and 60 minutes. I'm morally safer. Remarkable. I got to watch. I got to look that up. Hold on a second here. 1960s. 19, wait a minute. 1970s. 60 minutes on gay people. I don't see anything coming back. 
Times have changed. Things are much different now. All right. Anyway, watch it. It's freaking awesome. The guy who uh, got the shit kicked out of himself by uh, that, I should say that, the guy that Mike Tyson beat the shit out of. Uh, his name is Melvin Townsend. Melvin Townsend is, wow, he has a uh, really checkered past. This is all working out. There's a lot of good things that are coming out of this. Mike Tyson beat the shit out of a fucking idiot. And um, we're all happy and better off because we've seen it. The video of Tyson punching the dude. If you haven't seen it yet, it's everywhere. Uh, the article says you don't mess with a legendary boxer, and that is the bitter lesson Mike taught the passenger while on the flight. While his representatives reacted to the viral clip, this is what they said. Representatives for Tyson have offered their explanation for why Mike beat the shit out of the guy. The man was harassing Mike through the water bottle. We've talked about this. Um, but then there's the story about the guy. He's a career criminal. Uh, the guy who got beat up by Mike Tyson on the JetBlue flight has a long criminal record. His name is Melvin Townsend III. It isn't his first encounter with cops. By any means, he's been convicted of uh, fraud, grand theft, burglary, possession of controlled substances, and trafficking in stolen property. Specifically, the 36-year-old Melvin Townsend, doesn't look like he's 36, looks like he's about 15, broke onto a property in 2018, stole a trailer. Ah, Rick, TC Paintball, <clears throat> that he uh, he hitched up to his pickup. The drug possession offense was for oxy, oxycodone officials, Official docs don't mention other specifics. He served time twice, once for 20 months, another for 15 months. Uh, Tyson snapped, unloaded on him with repeated punches, leaving him bloodied. Both men got off the plane and were met by cops. Townsend said he didn't want to press charges, and they were both free to go. I'm hearing conflicting stories on that. I'm hearing that um, he lawyered up. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think... Um, invariably he could possibly get Iron Mike into trouble, but uh, no doubt this guy's um past would come come into play. Uh, concerning serial killers, Kyle says American Horror Story Hotel has an episode where all these serial killers meet up at the hotel. Bundy, uh, Warhose, I don't know who Warhose is, Gacy and Manson. All right. The amount of uh, people buried under Gacy's house was so great that he ran out of room. Ran out of room. He had no more room for dead people. That um, house was torn down and the ground excavated to make sure there was no one else there. And then they built an entirely new house. There is no fucking way in hell I would be interested in buying that property. And it's a nice looking house that's there, but I think um it it, it was having they were having a difficult time selling the house. And um 
it went for much lower than a house like that should have in that type of neighborhood, which is a middle-class neighborhood in the Chicago area. But just an absolute house of horrors. I, I, you know, I would just be like, I don't know. Just you're, you're on, you're basically living on a, on a graveyard, you know? course all the bodies have been you know pulled out of there but still i just i can't i I would have a difficult time shaking that rob says i've worked in that neighborhood adam says ever tried one of those big rubber balls they sell for office chairs no 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 this is this is actually just it just it's just comfortable i'm not in pain when i when i stand up and do my silly looking stretches it just feels good. All right. Oh, my God. Bosco's Pub, Saturday. Want to see you there. 2 p.m. We get started. Bosco's Pub, part of Terra Square, Hudsonville, Michigan. It's going to be a busy Saturday, and I've got time because someone's taking care of my chores. Yes, thank God. Bosco's Pub, 2 p.m. Saturday, Chicago Drive, Hudsonville, Michigan. It's going to be fun. Come one, come all. And uh, let's hang out, have a burger, have a beer. And then we're going to go over to Berlin Raceway afterwards, where it was a packed evening of racing this most recent Saturday. But uh, so that's going to go on at Bosco's Pub. See you there, 2 p.m. Saturday. Uh, My policy shop insurance, Frank Fuss buyinsurancehere.com uh, let's see here frank has some things he wants me to tell you specifically eric i want you to mention there is a special enrollment period to get affordable health insurance right now if you do not have health insurance that could be you right now frank We'll figure out if you qualify for this special enrollment period. Do not go without health insurance. Just reach out to him and see if he can help you. Text or call 616-914-4070. Get health insurance. Even if you missed the open enrollment last year, Frank can help you. Do it now, please. Also, when it comes to Medicare... Do you know anyone near retirement or turning 65? They may need help or you may need help filing for Social Security or your Medicare Part A and B plan. And that's where Frank comes in. If any of you have a parent that has the 65th birthday coming up or a loved one, whatever, Frank is the one for this. Okay, 616-914-4070. If you miss any of this, Reach out to me, and I will introduce you personally myself. So if you need health care coverage, that's any of you. Okay? Some of you are self-employed. Like my pal Kyle, who's going to come over and help me with my house today. That's one of the questions I'm going to ask him. How are you getting your medical coverage? You're not working right now. What are you doing? He may need to reach out to Frank. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you to Frank Fuss at My Policy Shop Insurance. Um, I'm not done. I've got more to talk about, but I told you this is going to be bad. I got to pee again. I don't know what's going on. Look at Bruce. He's about to fall off that couch. 
Okay, so don't go anywhere. I got to go tinkle again. I'm sorry, but nature calls. Comment. As Eric talked to his doctor about the frequency of this, I forget. Well, I drank a lot of coffee. And I had water. However, however, um, I do go pee-pee more now than before the kidney donation. That is, uh, that is true. Small price to pay. Small price to pay. No big deal. Uh, all right. Uh, Amanda says, did they build a new home on the, um, uh, Gacy house? Yes, they did. All right. Baseball over the weekend. The Cleveland Guardians. Keep wanting to call them the Indians. They played the Yankees. Guy by the name of uh, Miles Straw. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's in the outfield. He doesn't like something that these Yankee fans are saying. So he gets all bent out of shape. He starts talking to the fans. And then, you know, this is this is where this goes. He's, like, he's up here hanging out of the fence. Look at her. She's like, yeah, fuck you. This guy's shooting video laughing at him. I don't know what this is. This guy's having a conversation with him. I would, I would love this. I would, this is so much fun to me. This, this would be so great. This guy lost his shit. I'll tell you what, I love Miles Straw. You want to talk? Oh, big deal. Soft as shit. Then this happens. The Yankees, uh, had a walk-off hit, and uh, they're, they're, they scored. They win the game. And then um, the Yankee fans start throwing shit at Miles Straw and the other guy. <laughs> so all this, all this debris comes flying down at these guys. Wisely, he didn't throw anything back at him, but they continued to throw stuff at him. And he's like, yeah, big guy, you want to talk tough from up there and throw stuff. my god so then the yankees run out and the yankees are trying to get their fans to stop you know yeah i mean you're gonna have them they're going wild they're, you're right that is throw stuff sorry about that i mean unbelievable well yeah you gotta walk away from it you can't i mean you're gonna have them they're going wild they're How dumb are the Guardians? I mean, walk out, leave. All you have to do is you're just lost. Walk off the fucking field and this is over. You're just making it worse. You know, you idiots. Then you see a couple of those guys come in and say, enough. That's a great way to end the day at the ball game. I can't believe 
All these people aren't dead from boredom. There's enough video to find out who the clowns were that were throwing stuff. And they should be given season tickets. If I own a uh, baseball team, uh, you know, like you, when you go in, they give you like a free foam finger or a free team pennant. You need to give them rocks. That's what they need to throw. They're never allowed back here to watch a game again. Hit an umpire with something. Come on, people. Yes, yes. Uh, In fact, what they should do so that it is a little less subtle is because those are all like aluminum cans and those uh, aluminum bottle-shaped cans. They need to to, uh, actually do um, uh, glass bottles. Old school, those small Michelob bottles back in the day that are stout, you know, stumpy ones that are perfect for throwing. That is how they should do this. You know? Mm-mm-mm. That, that would make baseball so much more entertaining. It's, it's the most boring thing on the planet. The only time we ever talk baseball on this show is, what, is when there is some incredible, incredible feat like Roki Asaki uh, throwing two perfect games in the Japanese league or a fight or some shit like that, or someone's pissing and moaning or acting like an asshole. Nobody gives a shit about it otherwise. Main Chris says John Rocker, the monster who called the Mets fans on the subway monkeys, had D batteries thrown at him. Boy, that's a waste of the D batteries. They should have just brought rocks in. Or a gun and shot him or something. I mean, my God. Miguel Cabrera got his 3,000th hit. He's only the seventh player in the history of baseball to get 3,000 hits and or more than 3,000 hits and 500 or more home runs. So that's pretty cool. All right, great. But uh, it's a nice moment. But if I had to choose between uh, Miguel Cabrera getting that milestone or seeing uh, fans throw shit from the stands, I love the, the, the best moment in baseball is fans throwing shit from the stands. We need to see this more often. This needs, it's, it's required by baseball that fans throw shit on the field. They should all get baseballs and throw them on the field. There should be fights in the stands. This is what we need. We need this to, to save this game. Who are these idiots that find this shit entertaining? Unbelievable. So hats off to the Yankee fans. Congratulations to you. You have made the most boring thing on the planet to be somewhat entertaining, and that is awesome. Nick says, don't worry, in trash New York, it's guaranteed to happen more often. Well, I don't, you mean, I want it to happen everywhere. I want it to happen at like little league games. That's where it should happen the most. Um, You know, I mean, you need like a dad to throw something at a child umpire every game to be able to save all those other parents. I mean, I've experienced the boredom of youth sports. And I, I think that this should be, it's most important that it happens in youth sports where the parents and the umps are fighting and the kids are swinging bats at each other. 
That is the only way to save humanity is by allowing that type of activity to happen everywhere on the globe. The Kyle Schwarber thing was pretty good this weekend. I don't know what that is. Okay. What happened to Kyle Schwarber? Who is he? Is he? I remember him as he was. Was he a Cubs player? Kyle Schwarber. I know. I think I know that name. Okay, Kyle Schwarber loses it on Angel Hernandez after questionable strikeout call. Now, this umpire, this Angel Hernandez, everybody hates this guy. Thank you for the for the tip. Let's get into it. Let's check it out. See what happened here with Kyle Schwarber. Here it comes. Cold strike three, and Schwarber is thrown out of the game, and he had zero issue with getting thrown out, making it very clear. You've missed him inside, outside, up and down. Kyle Schwarber thrown out after being punched out by Angel Hernandez. And Joe may go too. Now, Schwarber is speaking for both sides tonight. We saw a lot of demonstrations, not like that. But we certainly saw them as the players were going back to the bench. Carl, I don't blame Kyle Schwarber one bit. As a hitter, the one okay. that you can't come back from is strike three. Now, now this guy, this Angel Hernandez, everybody gives him shit. And, um, you know, because he blows calls. And um, I think the league has paid him off and said, uh, for every fight that you call, for every guy that you throw out because of a bad call, you're getting $1,000. Okay. Uh, and, and that, because we need you to keep the game interesting. So, you know, I want you, if one is like 10 feet outside, if it's a wild pitch and goes to the backstop, I want you to call it a strike. That's awesome. That's what you got to do. Man. So that, you're right. That was a great moment. We need more of that. Main Chris 87 is frustrated with himself because he types things and then he he does like Kenny. He sends them before he reads it and they're uh, wrought with typographical errors. And now he's frustrated with himself. He writes GD it with my typing. Having Eric read my garbage text is extremely painful. Well, what you do, dick, is read it before you send it. That's what I try to tell dumbass Kenny, and he can't process it. He calls up uh, Z-Speed Mobile Mechanic and blames him. Just read the shit before you hit send. I mean, calm down. I'm here all day. for Well, for two hours every day. It's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go back a little bit. I can go back a little bit. I don't like to go back that far, but I will go back a little bit if it's worth it. Relax. Okay. I am going to show you a, a video, a slap video, that is makes Will Smith 
to Chris Rock look like a love tap. This is another reason why I love black people. The presence of mine to roll the footage, the reaction after it's seen, the nonverbal cues between the players in this amazing video. You're going to love this. This is going to change your life. In fact, so that you have uh, hands on it as quickly as possible, um, I'm going to share it with you in the chat in just a moment. But I want to watch it with you first. This is like my new favorite video. Okay. Um, The gentleman in the white shirt here at this all-black people restaurant is being an asshole. He's bitching at this other black man right here. The other black man right here is not really going to do anything. But this black guy right here in the green T-shirt, he is going to do something. Now, let me just just bear with me. I want to make sure I have this. I haven't fucked this up in a week. And I want to make sure I got it all the way it's supposed to be so that we can enjoy it. And I think I do. Excellent. Here we go. Okay. This is a couple of N-words here. Go right now with you. Uh, One more thing. This guy behind the big mouth guy. He's going to make eye contact with the guy that we is our hero here. They, they have some type of language with each other through their eye contact. Notice this guy has his hand on his drink and he slowly removes his hand from the drink. This is the weapon right here. Eye contact. Holy shit. Did you see what he did? He did like a... He just kind of swung his hand to get his attention, I guess, so that the guy looked at him so he could get a good square shot on his fucking face. And there was some communication going on between these two. I think the black guy with a hat on is telling the dude behind the big mouth, hey, man, shit's about to go down. And then the other guy's like, all right, I'm going to get the fuck out of the way. See? He's looking at him. He leans over, like, here it comes. Here it comes. He knocked knocked him the fuck out. <laughs> and then the reaction. The, Everybody's cheering. This is why I love the blacks. Oh, 
I can imagine that if you're just listening to this audio podcast, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Um, I will include this, of course, in the show notes. Uh, I'll post it on my social media everywhere. It will become um, the thing of today. You will love it. People will love it. It's fucking great. Hmm. Adam says, I'm surprised everyone around him didn't start stomping the guy on the ground. (laughs) Yes, you're right. I don't think they needed to. Cole says, old glass jaw talking shit again. Chronic mayhem. It almost looks like he missed him the first time. Yeah, I thought that too. But I think he more, I think he did that as a technique to get the guy to turn. You noticed he did that because the guy turned towards him, giving him that square shot right to the face. What a sound that was. I've not, to, to actually knock somebody out from a slap. Jesus. Spectacular. All right. Okay, TC Paintball. Boy, when are we going to schedule a uh, next another paintball event? Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Hmm? Text Rick Steinebach. What do you want to say? Hey, Jizz Receptacle, dot, dot, dot. When are we going to schedule our next paintball event? Question mark. Message to Rick says, Hey, Jizz Receptacle, when are we going to schedule our next paintball event? Send it? Yes. Done. Anyway, TC Paintball, online at tcpaintballgr.com. Okay, so, you know, outdoors. You can take it outdoors now. That's awesome, unless it's raining. All right. Uh, Indoor, outdoor, the premier West Michigan location for paintball it's a destination what a time all right do this with your kid you got the kid who doesn't play sports and um you're like uh you know all you do is sit in front of a video game maybe we should get some do something together exercise how'd you like this the kids are gonna love this especially the ones that play all the uh, call of duty games and shit like that or apex legends or whatever the shit you nerds play uh get your ass out onto the paintball field TC Paintball, that is a great hobby to have. Uh, uh, Love them so much. TCPaintballGR.com. The Tarantula Farmer's kid is featured as the kid who used to play video games, and now he's a paintball fanatic. He's actually included in uh, in the advertising. Rick says, call me today. We can discuss dates. Very good. TCPaintballGR.com. Wednesdays are Little League days. And um, if the reason why it's little, little league is for people who have never done it before, maybe a younger kid, maybe a little scared that it's going to hurt. Uh, they use the equipment that doesn't hurt and still get the fun and excitement of paintball playing. Gather up the neighborhood kids, head over there after school on Wednesdays, starts at 5 p.m. You can also book a party at TC Paintball for Saturdays. That's when a lot of people play, but you got to book that in advance. Otherwise, drop and play welcome all week long. TC Paintball, Ladies' Day is Thursday, okay? If your lady loves to play paintball, it's Thursdays. More info uh, more info on their website, tcpaintballgr.com. Phone numbers, 
You can call, ask questions, whatever you want. Fully stocked pro shop, everything you need. Wow. Okay. Talked about flooring earlier on the show from Johnson Carpet One. Talking about installing the flooring now from Bennett Flooring Installation. 616-318-0167. If you need flooring installed, this is who you need to call. They will show up at your house in West Michigan and surrounding areas, measure the room, go home, crunch some numbers, let you how mu- let you know how much it's going to cost to install the flooring. This is the uh, most cost-effective way to install flooring professionally. 616-318-0167. They encourage you to go ahead and do all the heavy lifting of uh, uh, ripping out the old stuff. Uh, that means you'll be saving money. But when it comes to put the flooring, putting the flooring down, have a pro have a pro do it. Bennett Flooring Insulation, 616-318-0167. Finally, Full House Comedy. Who's coming to town here? Fullhousecomedy.com. As we finish up April, this week, Thursday, Chris Franola live at Rockford Corner Bar. Uh, Rockford Corner Bar. Ricarlo Winston with Brianna Blackburn. That is Thursday at the Park Theater. Uh, nationally uh, famous touring comedian Brad Williams Park Theater on Friday. There you go. Uh, Brad's also appearing. He's got two shows at the park on Friday, and he has uh, two shows at Billy's Lounge on Saturday. All right. There you go. Fullhousecomedy.com. All right. That's going to be the time for today. We just got to uh, announce who the asshole of the day is. For some reason, I don't remember why, but last Friday I said all Zaniacs except Aram, and I don't even recall what I was upset about. I have no idea what that even means. I will be on Big 101.3 today um, from 2 to 6, I think. I don't even know what time I'm on. What time is, is afternoon drive? 2 to 6, 3 to 6? I don't know. Um. I'll be on that time. Let's see. Who's going to be our asshole today? Any nominations? What do you guys think? What do you think could be the asshole today? Uh, comments on the slap to the face. Kevin speaks on it, says, yeah, that guy who slapped him did it for two reasons, to move his head and to surprise him on that slap. The jaw, if you get hit, if you're struck right, you go down. Referring to the message I sent Rick from TC Paintball. That was aggressive, Rick says. Okay. Uh, what are your suggestions for asshole of the day? Talked about um, the fun time at the sorority. Shotsky, let's do a Shotsky. Hey, Madison, do you want to? Hey, Madison, do you want to tell a shot? Uh, she's like, oh, no. I'll, I'll save it for later. Here, I'll put it in my fanny pack. And we can do jello shots. Like, literally, we're going to get... Oh, God, we're going to get ripped. That's right. We can sit around and burn our bras. Ooh. Problem at the Eric Zane podcast household. Uh, animal rights kooks. Red Bull incident. Uh, fart in a jar chick now is selling farted in bed sheets. 
Cynthia Plaster Caster has died. The guy who harassed Mike Tyson's a, a career criminal. Yankees fans. Black guy who got slapped. Boy, I don't know, man. Definitely not Yankees fans. What do the five fingers say to the face? Chronic Mayhem says, I'm really surprised Eric knows about Apex Legends. All I know is that it's a game and it's a shoot 'em up game. I've just seen it because of my connection with Twitch. Um, Kyle Ryan says, Yankee fans, asshole of the day. Well, hang on. I think we're getting close. Um, frankly, I think that the Yankees fans are great. It's the soft-ass Cleveland Guardians. Screw those guys. Huge pussy, shut up. Fuck out of here. I encourage more of that behavior. Hats off to the Yankees fans. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. All right, folks, that's my time. I appreciate you for being here, part of the show. I hope it was better than the radio. That's all I'm shooting for. Can it be better than radio? That's what Blue State Rob said. It's still better than uh, radio. That's that's what I'm, I'm shooting for. Thank you, folks. And I will talk to you on the Patreon. You're going to find out why a guy is in trouble for saying what he said. To the folks who make the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. What an asshole. Have a great one, folks. Thanks for being part of this. Until next time, bye-bye.